Welcome to Fintech Fun. Fintech Fun is a podcast where Australian fintechs come to share their stories. Hi, it's Chris Titley here. As part of the Fintech Fun podcast series, I'm joined by Matt Home, founder and CEO of UPay, in the studio today on a pretty wet Brisbane day, actually. Matt, welcome to uh, Newstead HQ. Uh, cheers, Chris. Great to be here. Thank you. And Matt, uh, UPay, let's talk about the story. Going back to the really early days, the idea, the concept you had in your brain and how you went about that first day of going to what you are now called as UPay. Sure thing, Chris. Um, Yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it was actually just over two years ago. And uh, yeah, it was definitely one of those aha moments. And as they say, sometimes those uh, best ideas come out of adversity. It was was a COVID lockdown. So it was, um, you know, we were all going through some tough times at that point in time. And I was, uh, as a lot of us did during those days, just spending a little bit of time in front of the TV. It was a Saturday afternoon, I recall, and as I do a lot of times on a Saturday afternoon, may have been having a, a quiet beverage, may have been watching a couple of horse races. So the story goes like this. I managed to actually snag a winner. It doesn't happen very often, but um, found myself with a little bit of extra cash on my sports bet MasterCard. So let's just say there was $500 there and rare occurrence. So I went up to my wife and I said, look, I've I've won a little bit of money and why don't I buy you a gift? Maybe you could pick something out that you'd like me to buy for you. So she said, okay. And she went to a website on her phone. Um, She picked out a a couple of items that she wanted. It was a website that I didn't frequent. It was something she was into. And for full disclosure, she actually picked out a bra and undie set. She said, this is what I'd love for you to buy for me. And I said, all right, well, no worries. And she said, look, I've got everything um, ready here in my cart. I've populated the cart with um, all of the products that I want, the sizes. I've got my loyalty points all good to go, all my shipping information. I tell you what, I'll copy the URL. I'll send it over to your phone and maybe you can make the payment on that card. And coming from a, a web development background myself, I knew that that wasn't possible. She had that session stored on her phone and it was actually more convenient for her to pass her phone over to me. I, I made the payment and, and executed that very last step of the shopping journey, which is the payment. And it was just one of those moments where we said, oh, wait a second, you know, this is a COVID lockdown. So I'm literally the only person in the world who could have done that because you had the ability to pass the phone to me. If she wanted her friend or someone else anywhere, whether it was down the street or on the other side of the world to make that payment, it was technically impossible. And then it was a case of looking to see if there was anything like that on the market there wasn't. The closest thing that's like that is a relatively well-known website called Amazon where they have Amazon wish lists, <laughs> which are very, very popular. But the concept of being able to build the Amazon wish list for the rest of the internet certainly attracted me. Coming from web development background, it was one of those moments where I thought this is a good idea and I can bloody well build the thing. So we went away, did that, built an MVP, got it into market, got some traction. And as they say, the rest is history. Here I am today. There you go. And Matt, your your previous life in before you're sitting on that couch on a Saturday afternoon to, to then build an MVP and go for gold, there must have been some background knowledge of the industry and the sector. Can you go through your, your a little summary of your life before that moment? Yeah, I'll, I'll take you right back. Um, it's actually 25 years ago now. So I remember putting this in a timeline of a um, pitch I did recently. And it's my um, overnight success story from 1997 through to 2022. So <laughs> I go all the way back to when I was actually in grade 10 and the reason why I mentioned this is because it was when I discovered I was an entrepreneur before I you know, even knew what the word meant. 
So it's one of those situations where I didn't set out to start a business. I just thought it might be fun to start a website about a video game I was playing at the time called um, FIFA 98, the soccer or football yep. video game. So I started a website at geocities.com, two megabytes of free space. Geocities, that was fun. You used to have your, um, your custom domain name all, yeah. all through Geocities, of course. <laughs> was it. Nice. Did you use sausage software to build a website back then as well? I literally did. I had an e-commerce store <laughs> in, in connection Some with them. Some of the uh, names of the past. Hey? All the flashbacks. Yeah, I remember. For those actually, listeners out there, I've got a little bit of grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes flashing back. No, I literally did do their e-commerce um, package and set up one of the very, very late 90s um, or as millennials call it now, um, the late 1900s. <laughs> That's <laughs> yep. actually what they're saying. Um, yeah, e-commerce stores. But um, no, I started a, a, what turned out to be, it, it became this FIFA website, turned into the largest sports video games community in the world um, over a period of time. So um, that really kicked up a gear and it ended up getting a job at EA, the actual video games maker, becoming part of the production team on FIFA. So... For a young person, it was an, an exciting experience to go from a fan of the game through to actually being part of the team, building the game. That gave me, you know, as so I flew over to Vancouver, spent four years working at EA on the game, a lot of exposure to corporate life, a lot of exposure to how to build a good pro quality product on time and on, and on budget. Um, a lot of good things about EA, a lot of um, things I learned that I certainly took into building my own companies coming back culturally wise as well. So I came back to Australia in 2010, um, settled down and also started a web development company. So the, the backstory there was that I was getting my house landscaped and I had people coming out to give quotes, asked to look at previous jobs and the tradies still had their, you know, photo albums in the back of the ute type of thing. And I was saying, look, why don't you just have a website? I could go to the website and look at some photos. And it was just a very cumbersome process back then for to get a domain name, to get mm. the hosting, to get the, the email, design, yeah. the email address. So we started to package those up and sell them for $150 per year. And that was my introduction into building a web development company that has grown, built that with my brother-in-law, Dan, and over the years has built many e-commerce websites, many of them Shopify websites. So really got to learn from merchants, their pain points, how payment gateways operate, so when we fast forward to that moment where I thought, wait a second, why isn't it possible for someone else to pay for your order at the checkout? It was a case where I knew that this could actually function straight out of the blocks, how you could build it, and gave me that opportunity to have the resources as well to build it quickly and efficiently. And Matt, going back to, to COVID, which was you know, day, day negative one on building that MVP, sitting on the couch that Saturday afternoon, fast forwarding to where we are now, so much has probably happened, but can you give a bit of an update on the current status of, of the progression of the business since then? Yeah, it's, it's come an awfully long way. I mean, as we speak today, we've got in excess of 30,000 customers who have used our products. We're integrated into 250 stores and not just stores in Australia, but, but quite prominent stores across the world. It's been, you know, a terrific two years of, um, of really just learning how to build not just a good quality product, but also build a brand, um, literally releasing the product and learning from your customers. Because one of the things that has really opened our eyes, certainly in the last six months since we've started to get some trickle of product market fit, has been just how customers will take your product and really use it the way they want to use it. So mm. we spent a lot of time working on go-to-market strategies and really thinking that we would understand how our product would be used. But the way our product is being used today is, is quite different to how we thought it would be used. Um, Which must be a little bit daunting to a degree not daunting is probably the wrong word more sort of 
okay, uh, it's almost like a musician potentially releasing an album going, I oh, know this number four is going to be a hit mm-hmm. and number four is a flop and number 11 gets played on the radio. Like, well, that was strange. I didn't realise that was going to be the case. We put out 11 songs but the, the, the public have chosen this way to use it. <laughs> Absolutely. So to then go through our top four or what we thought would be hits from our, our, our um, LP was our EP. What do you say EP, don't you? Yeah. Um, was... Um, First and foremost, we thought um, partners with gifting because that was literally me what, and my, what yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, look, don't get me wrong. All four of these, um, so there's partners, parents, young young people shopping and sharing carts with the bank of mum and dad. Um, there's professional use cases, and then there's charitable purpose use cases. So the classic four Ps. All four of those have seen use cases, but the one area where we've really taken off is social and creator commerce and. We have Facebook groups that have been created by customers. We have creators sharing carts. Takes you back to the afterpay days when they were pitching that in and around the fact that they had a Facebook group of fifteen or hundred thousand people talking about afterpay, but they had no, 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 no say in that particular group. I know the group you're talking about. Yeah, and we so we are on that quite similar journey. So we've got you know close to six thousand people in a group, and then we've got new kind of segment-focused um, groups being set up every day. So we have groups about alternate fashion. We have groups about candy stores all being built on the back of UPay existing. And what it's turned out is that this underlying core function or feature of UPay, which is the privacy feature, is the driving feature towards our current success. So as an example, um, I could share a UPay cart for a pair of shoes that I may like for my birthday at Culture Kings. I can go ahead and drop that cart anywhere in the world with full peace of mind that my personal address where I live is not going to be able gotcha. to be seen. Yep. So it's not not um, yeah, like you, you, and it's sort of almost detokenized. Is that would be the word? Yeah, that's yeah. the correct way of saying it. So it's a fully anonymous experience where the decision making process is handed over to the two parties involved in the transaction. So me as a shopper. I get to decide how much information I reveal. I could be completely anonymous under an alias on Discord dropping a UPay cart into a social chat, knowing that no one's going to have to find out my name, my phone number or my postal yeah, if address. If they pay for that, it goes to you. Um, the item goes to me, yep. Yeah, but, but they don't, they they don't, don't see know. any shipping details or anything on those lines. Correct, because all that information gets securely passed to the merchant. And the benefit there for the merchant is they learn everything. They learn the profile of the shopper as a completely independent person and they can then begin to market and profile that shopper mm. as that type of persona. And then on the other side of the fence, the payer, who also may, if they wish to, remain anonymous or in the case of a partner, of course, be completely transparent, once again, completely up to the person making the payment to make that decision. But that piece of information gets passed securely onto the merchant as well, obviously to make sure that everything's fully secure mm. and fraud-free, etc. But at the same time, that's a completely unique customer profile that's being presented to the merchant that can then be marketed to completely independently because you've got a shopper who consumes the product and a completely independent person who's the payer who pays for the products to completely different people. Thinking uh, while you're saying that, like gifting, obviously the, the, the obvious, the, the, the play globally between family members and, and whatnot, I mean, is that something which you um, are seeing a lot of in terms of volume and how do you kind of change the education piece broadly speaking of you know my partner's birthday's coming up she put something on um pinterest or something along those lines um but or or nudge nudge hint hint to then change that actual process 
Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely an education process because, of course, for the last, what, 30-odd years since Sausage Software released the um, e-commerce system or Jeff Bezos made Amazon, we've all been going into the buying or shopping journey thinking that it's a single-player experience. I can Mm. buy something for myself. We need to educate the world that you can actually go into the shopping journey knowing that potentially someone else could be making the purchase for you. So you mentioned someone putting something on Pinterest with that kind of hint, hint, nudge, nudge. What we're doing is turning Upay into an actual platform. So upay.me is the address that actually launched last week. So what we're, what we're, how we're describing Upay as a platform is that it's the platform for everything you want in the world. So for example, I was lucky enough to get in early and got upay.me slash Matt. So in the future, Chris, if Christmas comes up, mm. I'll be going to upay.me slash Chris. coming up the Chris. corner there, Matt. That's it. Maybe you should, um, go you should start a... adding your carts, mate. And we'll let you go. <laughs> you, go to, you go and register at upay.me and set up your um, yeah. wish list for everything yep. you want in the world. And then yep. come Christmas time, instead of me having to awkwardly say, oh, mate, what do you want for Christmas? And wait a second, what's your, where do you live again? Yeah. And how do I get yep. it over to you? And Actually, that thing comes in four different sizes and colors. What, what one do you want? That's the tough part as well. Mm. It's like a particular you know, items of, of um, you know, 14 different types of decision-making process mm. along those lines. And I think that's where you pay, I would imagine, can be really personalized and really unique and really fast. Absolutely. So in that scenario, I'd just go to youpay.me slash Chris and there it all is there. And there's a particular item that you want. And it also mm. adds from a gifting perspective an element of surprise. That although first, te- first, first test day, the Gabba, I think, is, comes to mind. mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something to do with maybe a couple of big bash games thrown yeah. in. <laughs> Love it. Okay, we'll have to get two tickets and have to join <laughs> you for that. Sounds like a good idea. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's the place. So then we become the destination for our customers because right now we're having a lot of success through our merchants. So the merchants are the destination currently. And people discover you pay through the merchants, and that'll continue forward as, as many, you know, hundreds and inevitably thousands of merchants integrate UPay. But we also want UPay to become a destination in itself. So when I think gifting, I think of UPay. When I think how am I going to gift a friend, I think about going to the UPay page to find out what they want. The great thing about these these UPay wish lists is that they can also be inspiration to other people as well. So as an example, if I go to your UPay page and maybe you've put a pair of shoes up there, I may actually decide to buy those shoes for myself because I'm, you know, yep. inspired. Pretty by, I'm a pretty shady dude. I'm a rad dad. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll see those pair of white new balances that you're rocking and I decide to go and uh, get myself a pair. And that's all stemmed from you posting something to your right. cart. So you're actually becoming the retailer an retailer. loving it, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. right. So it's a tangible benefit for the merchant as well as as, as a person. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Mm. Now, um, so the, the status of UPay where we're at now, um, it's seasonal. Are you looking for a big Christmas? Is that something that... Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and in terms of the, the, the team growing well? Yeah, the team's coming along. We've got a big focus on expanding our ability to scale the product globally. So that's an area that we're looking to to hire is, um, you know, BDMs and sales support to get the word out there because, you know, I'm really proud that we're in close to 250 stores, but if we just look at Shopify alone, there's 2.6 million Shopify stores out there that don't offer the ability for someone else to pay for your order at the checkout. I'm not trying to say that all 2.6 million of them no, are going to get you pay, but there's, big, a, yeah. there's a couple there for us to go out and grab. And it's terrific when you see merchants um, embrace the product. They see it really is a no-brainer. It's, a, it's a, a complimentary payment option in the sense that we're not trying to replace instant payments. We're not trying to replace buy now, pay later. We're trying to complement them. When our product works, we actually end up um, pushing more money into the existing payment gateways because when you go to pay for a new pay cart, 
you can choose from the existing payment options at a merchant. So ultimately, every time we make a couple of dollars along the way, so does Shopify and so does PayPal if the payer decides to pay via PayPal. Mm. I was wondering whether you could go down the thinking out loud here for your business, whether you could go down the influencer path as well, like particular people that wear particular things and you don't really know what they mm-hmm. are wearing. And I know some fast fashion brands that look at various people around and say, oh, they've, they're wearing this style or wearing this and you can mm-hmm. have that on the page that, that, that people could sort of mimic what other people are wearing potentially. That's a, yeah, like that's the great thing about the product is that you can kind of create these carts, whether it's an inspirational cart like what mm. you've described there. It's a terrific um, marketing tool for e-commerce managers as well. I almost describe it as another tool in their belt. So for an e-commerce manager, certainly in these days where obviously e-commerce growth kind of come back to back back down to the original growth curves that we thought would be there, E-commerce managers are obviously having to look for new and innovative ways to continue their growth. So when we come along and say, hey, look, here's another way that you can kind of inspire your customers to share what they want. Um, You know, you can do all these cool things about creating a campaign for a Friday where maybe it's a spot a mate on a Friday. Mm. Like who wants to help a friend out? That's why community engagement is so important for us and such a big part of Upay. It's um, a way of having that ultimate connection inside a community group. So if I'm part of a a Facebook group, I'm connected with tens of thousands of people. Although I have some element of connection and potential trust, the last thing I'd ever do is reveal where I lived to 10,000 people in a Facebook group. But as you can see where I'm going there with our product, you can literally just go ahead and say, hey, it is my birthday. Um, a bunch of people have said they'd like to buy me something. Here's here's something yeah. that I'd like for my birthday. And Matt, when you're not talking um, merchants and engagement and communities and payments and all these sorts of things which go through your head every day, what do you... What do you do in your downtime? Have you got downtime? You, you, you switch off at all? Do you kind of have a secret hobby that not many people know about? A secret hobby? Um, I have three children. So yes, that'll keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. uh, so, yeah, I've, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that. Like I was um, profiled when this all came, kind of first came to light a, a year or so ago in the um, Courier-Mail as the um, Brisbane Tech Dad is the way I've been described. And and I think that's, um, you know, so I've always been, as I said, dating back to the very beginning, very entrepreneurial. So it's, I'm not the type of person who has to go out of their way to think about business, you know, so it's family first, but then it's, um, you know, just every mm. other waking moment, even when I am relaxing and having a punt on the horses, it eventually becomes a bloody big new startup. So that kind of shows you the way my my mind operates, but um, you know, there's family first and I am proud that our product is designed to actually be something that I can confidently say to my children as a product, I'd be proud that they'd use and I actually don't have to encourage them to because they are definitely using the product and sending them to dad. So that kind of taps into the parenting use yep. case of young people opening up a conversation with mum or dad and this literally happened. So my son will now send me Culture Kings carts around the clock, like dad, look at these new Jordans. and. Um, sometimes they're a bit expensive and that's my way of saying, mate, no way on earth am I buying that for you. Why don't yep. you go back and that's, pick out a more realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. pair of price shoes. So. And when, when, when you potentially have a, a kid, a child-free evening or night out, where do, you, do you go for a feed somewhere or do you a particular holiday spot? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I spend a bit of time. I'm lucky enough that um, I've got my folks who have you know retired and so they spend the, their time caravanning around um, – most of the time the Sunshine Coast, so I've got a privileged life where they set up the motorhome and then I get the opportunity to go and um, stay in the motorhome with the family at least two or three times a year. So Cotton Tree is a, a favourite and also, yeah, yeah, Noosa River as well is another good spot. So, um, 
yeah, definitely enjoy the downtime of the sunny coast. Um, yep. It's definitely nice. my favourite part of the world or certainly in Queensland for that matter. And then one final question, when you have someone from out of town and you need to impress them in Brisbane, where do you take them? I like Black Hyde Steakhouse. Oh, right, yeah. yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the Gambaro is... Yeah, yep. yeah there's yep. two, two locations, one on Caxton Street now and one at the um, casino. casino, but yep. uh, I, yeah, the old favourite one on um, Caxton Street. and The traditional steak, right? Yeah. yeah steak. That's, you had a little seafood on top or just a steak? Um, if I'm across the road at Gambaro's, I'd, I'd throw the uh, prawns <laughs> on top. But no, I do I do love the steak over at uh, Black Hyde on the other side of the road. To, uh, oh, actually, I'm not too sure whether the Broncos are going to get a home final or not, but no. certainly uh, been a busy time uh, at Suncorp Stadium this year. And yeah, let's talk, the Olympics talk as well, about so. the Broncos, yeah. Well, yeah, no, Black Hyde certainly would uh, would impress. I think it's a very uh, very nice steak. I've only been there a couple of times, but uh, from my understanding, it's um, a very well, um, a very nice steak restaurant. Matt, thanks so much for coming in and having a chat about um, about UPay, the origins of UPay before UPay existed, how it existed um, post. Um, uh, oh, by the way, going back to that, the name of the horse. Remember the name of the horse that you wanted? I don't. I get asked that all the time. There you go. Yeah, I'm I really got to find that out, don't I? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Back to the horse days, to, to the progress that you made thus far. Congratulations on what you've achieved thus far and a big opportunity, as you mentioned, in regards to the number of um, shops on Shopify and really look forward to catching up. Thanks so much, Chris. I've enjoyed it. For more information on Sub11, jump onto our LinkedIn or email me chris at sub11.com.au. Thanks for listening.